Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So take me through what's been going on for years, what you've been enduring as well as others, just to give a little background for, for what's happening and then what finally sort of pulled you and many others out of that out of that closet and maybe out of your comfort zone even first of all you're not an elected career politician are you no no, no. i'm i'm just a mom <laughs> that um you know and i i got involved because i had a, a special needs son that was denied in person education through valor kush's lockdown and so that's what launched me into this because you know, my son's future was on the line if he didn't get in-person therapies. And so, um, so I got dragged into it like many other people. I wasn't even voting on a local level before, <laughs> before mm-hmm. all of this, to be honest. Um, but now I'm at every primary, every election, staffing polls, doing everything I can do to help, help uh, make this a, a safer, better place for our kids. So, And thanks for sharing that because th- that's a key to this. And your story is so common because I know so many people say, oh, politics, that's that, as if it's a sport and, 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 you know, that sort of thing. But policy matters and who elected officials at the local level, the state level, the regional level, the national level, they all matter. And now you know yeah. that you learned that firsthand <laughs> with the shutdowns Absolutely. and the mandates, right? It was arbitrary mandates. And so and a mom and please don't ever say just a mom. I hear so, <laughs> so you're not just a mom because you know you are um you're an amazing woman and and you're here because you care you love your family and and you're a great mom and community member and so but but a piece of this is there's and this is a real um coordinated effort I'm going to say and the media is complicit in this that they want to make conservative women conservative moms they want to make us feel lesser and insignificant and to go to, to feel like to diminish us and our rights and as well what impact we could make. And the truth is they fear us. And that's why when, for example, Moms for Liberty came about grassroots situation, right? And when, when I saw the level of money being put against this moms, this little Moms for Liberty group, which, by the way, the most active members are in Florida and Pennsylvania. And when I saw, yeah. right, the powerhouse Democrats from above and how they're funded, I went, whoa, they're afraid of, they're afraid of us. 
they're really afraid because they wouldn't be saying all this unless they were afraid. They wouldn't be paying people to come in, as I have confirmed, they paid and were giving people big gift cards, as much as 50 bucks each, to just get people to come in and, for example, protest Moms for Liberty, who were here just coming together. So so I'm just trying to give some background, um, Kate, as I talk about this, just because there's a bigger picture at issue. It's not just about one case that's isolated. This is something that is a major pattern. It's happening in our region. It's happening across the country. So take me through sure. what, take me through what you've and, endured. So yeah. my group started about, you know, three years ago just to help um, conservative, conservative Republicans get elected to our school board. And um, almost immediately as, as school board signs started going up and we got them at a lot of businesses, um, our local businesses, our local mom and pop businesses that just survived COVID mm-hmm. started receiving calls saying, you know, uh, basically you have 24 hours to take down your sign or um, we are going to ensure that your business suffers for this. Um, we're adding you to a boycott list and, you know, um, you will be boycotted and your business will suffer financially. And so um, so that's where it started. And, and thankfully, you know, Indian Valley is a really great place. And a lot of the businesses stood up to that. Um, you know, only one didn't. But a lot of the businesses stood up to that and said, no, I want more signs. I'm not going to let you tell me what political beliefs I should have. Um, you know, and obviously it was just a school board sign. We're not even talking about necessarily a partisan position. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to be partisan, but it has become that way, of course. Um, and so... Yeah, so that's where where it started, and then um, it just kind of escalated as um, you know. There's there's a member of the progressive group up here that has really been pursuing this, and I don't want to say that her actions represent the entirety of the people in mm-hmm. that group, um, but uh, she specifically, um, this woman, has targeted and harassed and and you know acted e- even in threatening manners sometimes towards you know at least myself. <laughs> And uh, I don't know, I don't know how many others, but, um, but, you know, she got a hold of all the lists of Moms for Liberty of Monco, my, my group, I lead Indy Valley Conservative Voice in the Southern School District. So um, she got a hold of, of that list, um, the list for several of these groups that I'm connected to, you know, we're affiliated with Moms for Liberty, we serve as their chapter head in Southern School District. And um, so she got a hold of, of those member lists with all their addresses and contact information and put that out on these woke social media platforms and basically doxed all the members of all of these groups. And, you know, to my understanding, that's when Moms for Liberty filed a cease and desist because, you know, we have, you know, all of the information of these people. They're pursuing employers. Um, you know, they were even shared with even some local officials, you know, and, and I, I have record and, mm-hmm. and screenshots of all of this, um, even went to, you know, a lower Providence supervisor who participated in this doxing. And so, um, so and, and by know, the and way, it, let me just interrupt quickly, because doxing is something that in, in Pennsylvania, it's, it's illegal. Usually we see yeah. doxing of, of different activist groups who will give out or reveal home addresses of judges, that's illegal, or law enforcement, yes. that's illegal, and we've seen some attacks. But this was, and, and this has been confirmed, that the addresses, they were online, so anybody can look that up, but these addresses are addresses where you can be led, whoever you are from from wherever across the country or around the world, you could then 
take that address and it would lead you to find one of these moms who are private citizens. And as well, I just want to point out that some of, or at least a couple of the photos were of not only moms, but, but their children. And so that someone would be able to have an address and could print out a picture and go, well, this is the photograph of the mom and her kids whose politics or political views, what have you, I'm against. And now I can go to this address and I may very well find this individual and I have a photo to match up. Exactly. And they did post, they did post photos of us, of many of the leaders and, and particularly the moms for Liberty head in Monco posted her in a photo with her children. And, you know, she just had another baby and, you know, she can't even let her kids outside because she is, you know, concerned for their safety because there are are radicals on this site. You know, the only purpose for doxing, for releasing people's information is so that they are harassed or potentially harmed. That is why I have never before discussed names even of people that are attacking Mm -hmm. our group because it's, it's not... I, I don't want any ill will to come to these people. I don't want any harm to come to these people. Yeah. Um, they have a right to their views and ideologies. I just, I am concerned that their entire platform, though, is, is simply seeking to silence and harm us instead of let's debate ideas. Let's stick to debating ideas. And if your ideas win at the ballot box, if your ideas win on election day, then so be it. But let's de- debate the ideas. Let's not focus the entire campaign on attacking um, mom and dad and their kids and and releasing their information and threatening their jobs and their businesses. I mean, people are terrified that they're going to get fired because they work down the main line and they're, you know, like, well, my information's out there. My, my, you know, business that I work for, like, are they going to be called now and and told not to, not to hire me anymore? You know, people are really Mm -hmm. losing their jobs over this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's funny because when she first posted these these um, Excel docs online, mm-hmm. you know, the, some of the progressives in the group were debating, like, "Well, is this right? Is it not right? You know, what? Uh, you know, what you?" And and her response was, "You know, basically, um, it's okay because they're 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 KKK group, and so it's okay to share the members of a KKK group. That wow. that's the right thing to do. And so when you talk like extreme." names like that where you're calling a whole swath of people that just clicked on a membership for a group say that they're not even that involved and and you you label them as kkk and send out their information that is dangerous people who are unstable can get a hold of that and do crazy things Mm -hmm. and so you know that is why my group and me we are very careful we don't label people we don't name people we don't call people you know, I know a lot of people on the right call people pedophiles. We don't do any of that. You know, like we don't call people names that they have not, um, you know, rightfully warranted through our legal system. You know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Um, but we debate ideas and we talk about what they're going to implement if they get elected. That's different. Um, and so these personal attacks have to stop, it, you know, on any side. But mostly, to be honest, I see it on the left. I don't see it as much on the right. Um, And so these personal attacks have to stop Um, these attacks on businesses. I mean, we had to move a whole Moms for Liberty, one of the chapter meetings, they had to move because they were organizing a protest similar to the ones that they did outside the Moms Mm -hmm. for Liberty conference. And if you were up close and personal like I was with those protests, you would see very clearly that they were not 
tolerant or peaceful or loving or any of that. They were screaming obscenities in your face and behaving in a threatening manner. Mm -hmm. And so we had to move a meeting because um, of that type of attack. And and that business no longer is able to partner with hosting these these, um, meetings. And so that's the type of, you know, pressure that that we're under. And we just said enough is enough. You know, once uh, there was a, a cease and desist that came about in maybe the spring or summer uh, against this woman from Moms for Liberty. And then when she continued her attack um, and continued to not relent and actually posted pictures of, of moms with their kids, having already posted their addresses out them and already called them KKK members, um, you know, we, you know, we decided that we needed to move forward with further cease and desist. And, you know, and like I said, we have all the documentation for this. Um, it's well documented. And so I'm not sure why the Inquirer didn't print this story. You know, right. that this is what they met with me on. But I think that the Inquirer went the direction of the library because when I met with the reporter, she could see very clearly that there was not a story here. So it's really sad what the ACLU has done to um, try to make this woman a hero. I know the Y did a completely false article on this and didn't even interview people on our side that have been, you know, victims of this harassment. Um, But I I think that, um, you know, it's really sad what the ACLU has become. And, And basically, if you're on the wrong side of the political aisle, you know, you don't you don't get justice. And yeah. if you're, you know, that's that's the bottom line for them well, anyway. And, and they, it, they have a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. And it could it could as truthfully, it could as well be that the ACLU is being called into this and is misinformed, which is on them because they should have tried to discuss with everybody and look at look at what's really going on here. As far as the Inquirer, they've conflated some stories I think because they know that there's there is the police have to look at this and doxing. There are laws against doxing. And so I think what the inquirer is trying to do is mitigate some negative coverage about one group that they're on the side of. That's that's really how I and and that might not even be the the actual author that you spoke with the reporter. It could very well be the editors taking over and conflating. That's what I see. They're trying to conflate two stories and talk about a library story, which has absolutely nothing to do with a group of moms who came together and said, you know what? This is getting scary. And we're, we're yeah. just private citizens. We're not public people. We don't have security. And this is getting, I mean, that's yeah. what, and I'm talking to other people as well, not just you, where, where they're just, you know, moms and some of them stay at home moms with babies like you've talked about have said, I'm, I'm getting nervous about this. Um, and I yeah. and I'm being threatened and I'm scared and that's why police were called in to say can you just call some of these people and say and that's what I infer from you that you let me just ask you this what did you expect because I think you did not ex, I, what I what I infer from you correct me if I'm wrong that you expected Kate that the the other side would say oh yeah we we're just we're trying to get our point across but we don't want to put anybody in danger or threaten that. I mean, what, what did you expect when you went to the police yeah. and said you felt threatened? Well, I, it did happen a little bit differently in that the cease and desist was put in by Moms for Liberty, and then the, the Telford police had to open up a, an investigation on that, right? That's mm-hmm. their jurisdiction. They have to investigate that. So they contacted me as a Moms for Liberty member and, you know, chapter head in this area 
and said, hey, do you know anything about this? And I said, well, yeah, we've been experiencing this for three years. <sighs> and they said, okay, well, you know, submit what you have. And so I submitted everything that I had, um, along with a complaint that came from, you know, another woman that was directly attacked. And, and so, you know, she um, filed her cease and desist separately. But, um, but you know, that's they were simply following the the law that they have in place to protect people. They were saying, we received a cease and desist. We are following up on that. What do you have? We're collecting all the information. And when I sent it to them, they said, yes, this is very serious. You know, we will send out a letter. Mm-hmm. And so th- that's what was that's what was done. You know, they have the evidence. They have all of that. And they they said, yeah, this is enough um, to be a, a pretty serious case. And so, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like there's this whole demonizing now going on of the, of the local police department. And like, trust me, they don't want to be involved. They don't want to have to do, we're a small borough. Like they don't even want this. Um, they just, they're legally bound to, you know, uphold these things and they had to follow through. And now there's this whole narrative about, you know, oh, the, the police are putting their, I think the article said putting their thumb on this, you know, or what I'm like putting their thumb on this like yeah you know you have moms with young children yeah who are concerned what do you Kate (laughs) what's what's your advice because you did mention I think the police have had some comments on this that you did mention that you kind of you thought it was the right thing to not make a quote-unquote big deal of it a lot of people relate to that oh it's just you know it's a I'm not going to say anything I think the police have said you know Please, if, if something's happening, you know, it's the old saying, if you see something, say something. I mean, what's your advice to those who've had these situations, who felt intimidated, moving forward with what you've learned and what you've been through? What's your advice? Um, yeah, I would say that um, if you are being doxxed or harassed or intimidated, that, yeah, it is good to file a report. Um, so that they have it for record, you know, and, and that way if something would escalate to be more harmful towards you um, in some way, they, they have that. Um, but I would say that, um, you know, I, I think that when we lay down and we don't do anything, what I'm realizing is that they gain an influence and power. Yeah. And that is the challenge that we're facing now because we're like, no, we're going to be I'm going to be the bigger person, right? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to, you know, you know, I'm not going to shrink back or whatever. I'm just, you know, anyhow, I'm not, I'm not someone to run to the police or something like that. But when I was, when I was asked for the information, I gave it right. Um, So I would say it does help in, in showing that um, there is another side to this and it is important for people to feel protected in their communities and not constantly feel harassed or threatened and you know whatever and so again that's why i think that in this article that they did write you know when i finally had a chance to read it i would say that they they drifted more towards this library issue because they could see very clearly that i had all the evidence to show what has been going on and so um it's just a shame that like you said the two have been conflated because that's a separate issue like even what we're dealing with in telford borough with like the library the local library and all of that um is separate issue it's not moms for liberty right it's, it's local parents who have come together that said okay we're we don't appreciate books that have 
pornography in them being available to minors. Right. And, you know, will you put an age restriction on these books? No, we will not. Okay, but they're putting the they're putting the adult section. I'm like, yeah. even though they're graphic novels for you know graphically designed for more children, but there is no magic force field around the adult section that prevents yeah. any age grouping, including small children, from going there. And so I'm saying, you know, will you put an age restriction on these? No, we will not do that. Um, will you then at least, you know? Most of us are like, okay, it's Pride Month. We keep our kids out of the library for Pride Month because we don't feel like it's appropriate to um, have elementary children, age children, exposed to gender ideology, sexuality. I'm like, they shouldn't even be thinking about these things. <laughs> we should not even be talking about these things. These are elementary kids. They should be right. playing on a playground, not thinking about their gender, not thinking about sexuality. Um, and the majority of parents on the left and the right both agree yes. that like elementary, you, we're just not discussing these things it doesn't matter if it's gay sex or heterosexual sex as straight or gay it it doesn't doesn't matter matter. you're still describing graphic items right it's not okay (laughs) you know we're not talking about this with kids i don't care if the book says this book is gay or this book is heterosexual if it has an app that is teaching children to connect with adult males it for sexual activity that's not okay that's not something we want to make available to children seems like common sense kate Yeah, like that is the whole basis. And and so when we saw that it wasn't just June, it wasn't just Pride Month, now it's every month. Now it's Banned Book Weeks and Solidarity Weeks and all of these things that it's like every time you walk in, you feel like it's another banned book display with books that are featured that have pornography in them. Um, Or in the children's section, every fourth book you pick off the shelf is featuring a a trans child. And so I'm sitting there saying, listen, like, in the elementary section of the library, like, is, do we really need to be pushing a certain political ideology here? Yeah. You know, like, there, there is a very visible and obvious push that you want my children learning about these things yeah. when every book that's featured or pulled off the shelf feels like it is featuring this um, yes. ideology. And so <laughs> when I ask them, the library, hey, can you just make a section in the library for LGBTQ kids and youth? And that way we don't have to, like, constantly, you know, a lot of these moms have five kids. They can't track every single child picking up every single book on the shelf when they're at the library. Yes. And so when I ask them, you know, like, can you just make a section so that we know, like, for those parents that don't feel like it's appropriate for elementary age kids, like, that you can just have a section. And they said, no, that doesn't align with our mission and philosophy. Okay. And I added Telford Borough meeting. They said that. And I said, okay, well, thank you for saying that because yes. I, I agree. Cause, yeah, cause Your we mission thought, and philosophy is my kids learning about that. Yeah, because we thought the mission and philosophy was the love of learning and the love of books and to be highly proficient in reading. We thought that was the mission. Who knew? Kate, I want to have you back on. We want to follow this and keep this alive. And there are a lot of different stories going on here. But the one that, that I'm focusing on today although there are many others, and it's important that people hear this. Kate, this is happening in Chester County. It's happening uh, in Bucks County and Montgomery County. It's happening across the region, and it's important that parents understand what's at stake and what's happening here and not just be still in silence and think, oh, I'm so busy, and oh, it's not a big deal. It really is, and we appreciate your time. Kate, thank you so much, and I want to have another conversation and follow up with you as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on and any Valley conservative voice. You'll find us on Facebook and, and website. So great. All right. Thanks Thank so much. you. Thanks. I really appreciate you. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 